This is the Pirate Radio Podcast. And welcome in to the Pirate Radio Podcast. On January 16th, Clip Brock had a visit with Coach Mac McCarthy to talk about college basketball in general, a little ECU basketball, and the NFL playoffs. We got Coach Mac who joins us here inside the Pirate Radio studios to kick off a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Coach Mac, how are we? I'm good. I'm good. I had my first week without a game last week, and uh, I guess I've had. I'm on a run here of of consecutive Tuesdays. I know. I, I've got a longer streak than you do. Uh, you know, thanks to your uh, crud that you had for a little bit, and a longer streak than uh, Gonzaga in the top twenty-five. Yeah, that's, that's right. About. For sure. Uh, yeah. So when are you back at it on the mic? Uh, actually, I do a game Thursday, Virginia Tech women at uh, Duke. And then, uh, then I've got Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech on television the next Thursday. Then I've got, I've got. A, I actually picked up a CBS Sports game. I've got uh, Elon at North Carolina A and T on CBS Sports. All right, uh, I'll tune into that uh, one. A little linear action, little little television action. You don't have to, you don't have to play pay for the subscription that you were too cheap to pay for. Um, I got several subscriptions, Coach, <laughs> including Peacock, which is how I watched the NFL game this week. Yeah, yeah, there were a bunch of old folks scrambling for that. No doubt, no doubt. Um, so you're going to Cameron. I am. Yeah, I do. And we do. We call the game. Uh, it'll be on radio, and we'll call it from the crow's nest, which is fun. I remember that they showed that TV shot a lot back in the day of Dick yeah. Vitale over there. Yeah. The, uh, so what is? What are your favorite uh, arenas you have called? Which you we'll, we'll go coached as well. Favorite places you've coached slash called a game. Um, number one would have to be the Palestra. The Palestra, the Palestra is unbelievable. I mean, and, and it's old and it's not nice and and all this, but just walking around the concourse of the Palestra is a history lesson in college and pro basketball because the the you know the seventy sixers used to play there. I mean, it was it was something back in the day, and uh, uh, still all the Big Five teams played there. Yeah. Uh, you know, originally, and uh, just the so much history in that building. The uh, almost anybody who's anybody has played and or coached in that building, so uh, that's that would be my number one place for sure. Uh, gosh, I, you know, Cameron is right there in the in the mix though, because just because of the history of the building and the uniqueness of the building and that kind of thing, and probably I haven't coached or called a game in Fog. I've been to Fog Allen, but uh, that would probably be you know uh, on the list that I'd done one. Of those things but a place i've coached or whatever rup rup probably is you know for a guy for a, for a building that's a little bit bland uh it's still special it's yeah. still special i ever coached at what's it called hinkle uh butler is that what it's yeah i've not coached or called yeah. a game at hinkle i've been to hinkle i've uh, just stopped by there just to say i went there but uh yeah that was pretty much a, that, that's a pretty big treat and kind of sacrilegious but i mean reynolds I, I like little i like smaller arenas how about reynolds you coached in there i i or, have coached and yeah. um and called multiple games, games there women's games there and the way they've got it set up for the women right now i think is just one of the best in the 
the country, and it's small. It's only 30-some hundred, I think. It might be as much as four, but the way it's set up and the way they've shut, you know, shaped the building and the, the lighting, the video, the, the, the sound in that building, it is a great home court advantage. And, of course, uh, Westmore, their coach, is a good friend, and they, uh, they've got things going. I think they're number – I think they slipped from number three to number four after they lost uh, in Blacksburg um, Sunday a week ago. Wes Moore, coach uh, at East Carolina for about two minutes. He did. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually uh, actually overnight he, um, he, he had the press conference, went to dinner, and then I picked him up at the Hilton at about six o'clock and he was done in the morning did you do it uh yeah coach holland said you know, he said he said i yeah i don't think i could do this you're gonna have to oh i was this. joking that you're the one that made him leave east carolina no i didn't State. make him leave but you uh, were the one that had to pick yeah. him up and what and take him to the airport he Man. and his wife who's from jamesville and yeah. uh you know and was she was in the back seat crying the whole way she was not happy and that he was leaving it's worked out pretty well I for him say, i guess he made the right call um <laughs> Jamie, I, I've looked at that game. Jamie's the Indiana fan. He says Assembly Hall will be rocking tonight. They play Purdue. I have coached in there, and I actually coached. Uh, tell Jamie, I, I coached. Uh, I was an assistant coach, but uh, we played the 1976 team that went undefeated. Ooh. How'd that go for you? Not so well. Yeah. 101 to 74, but it could have been 101 to 4 if they had wanted it to be. Who was. Uh... Who was on that? This, the whole team, I can tell you, Quinn Buckner, uh, Wilkerson, Abernathy, May, and Benson was the starting five. All right. So you do remember that one quite well. Uh, 100%. We had beaten Oregon the night before by about 40, and they had Greg Ballard, Greg Lee, and uh, gosh, I think can't think of Ballard's name, Ron Lee and Greg Ballard, two All-Americans, and we had beat the devil out of them, and we thought we were going to be, and we were pretty good. We were a top 20 team, but we had nothing for Indiana. Nothing. Nothing. Um, Eric, and we'll talk some football, Eric, says uh, things can't get any worse for the Panthers. Baker Mayfield reminded them it wasn't him, it was you. (laughs) C.J. Stroud is looking impeccable. And by the way, you're not drafting in the first round. Hmm. (laughs) Sorry, Panther fans. Sorry, Sean Shondler. Uh, Eric also says, Jamesville, Miss Linda Moore and her family are great people. Yes, they are. Family. Yes, they are. Sister still works right out here at the hospital. All right. Um, Mac, we'll hit a lot of topics today. You've got a list of questions. I love your questions. Sometimes I like answering questions or attempting to rather than asking them. Uh, but does anybody want to hear a slight to East Carolina to kick off today's show? A slight? A slight. A uh, uh quip a bar but i don't know why would we stir up that pot um (laughs) i feel like this was that asked and answered all at the same time this has been done several times uh rex ryan did it years ago but didn't somebody do it a long time ago was it bobby bowden or it was an older coach who referenced east carolina in this way but this is uh some guy named steak shapiro in atlanta uh steak shapiro i mean he is the founder host of atlanta eats hosts 92.9 the game food network personality dang sec football um but my hero here he is well let's see let's see if he still is uh after this so this is him talking about atlanta fans and the way they're reacting to the name bill belichick here we go 
Did the uh, Falcons just interview Slappy McGillicuddy? Because I thought they interviewed Bill Belichick. But if you listen to the fans of Atlanta, they think they're talking to the linebacker coach at East Carolina. Um, they're talking to a nine-time Super Bowl champion. <laughs> what do you think, Coach? Ooh, just randomly? And now, of course, and, and you know, Pirate Nation will get after you, so he's received a, a lot of uh bite back on that and he said bro i love the pirates uh chill out it's a little comedy you know all that stuff so yeah. uh steak shapiro using the old east carolina of all the schools you could have said <laughs> you had to say east carolina uh by the way that that would be blake harrell who uh probably got some calls this offseason yeah. i would imagine yeah. to be a head coach uh somewhere yeah, that was in a college faux, football. little faux pas on his part not the first time it's happened uh, i thought buddy ryan did it back in the day and maybe he did but when i googled that um i found that rex ryan had taken a jab at the pirates in fact afterwards took a picture wearing an ecu shirt holding up uh, number one um he said, you got to win. I don't care if we're playing East Carolina. You want to win. There's no question about it. <laughs> um, and then Rex Ryan, East Carolina Athletics Director Jeff Comfer promptly sent Ryan an East Carolina shirt. And Ryan put on the shirt and uh, raised a finger. So he crabbed on ECU and got a free shirt out of it. Yeah. Not I, bad. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have been surprised if it was Buddy Ryan because he pretty much offended everybody. Yeah, he just went down the whole list alphabetically and got to East Carolina one day. Uh, so there you go. And and I guess we can parlay that into uh, talking Bill Belichick. You and Alex Harper had a conversation Yeah, uh, before the show. Alex uh, wasn't too high on my man Belichick. Alex says... Well, I'll let him speak in his own words. Hey, Harb, what do you think Bill Belichick should do? Because I love saying what we think grown adults should do. Sure. That's great. I think, uh, think he should stay at home. Stay at home. Stay away. Well, he doesn't have that lovely lady friend anymore, although he might have another one. But his longtime lady friend and him broke up. Really? Yeah. Oh. So I, I don't know what he's got going so on. Probably home. he wants to go to the office then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's office uh you why why do you think he should hang it up what is he he's 72 three out of four losing seasons without brady i just think the more you go on for belichick the worse is the more dense in his legacy happen i feel like literally unless you win the super bowl there is no positive for belichick to come back and then from the team's perspective you hire belichick how long do you get belichick for being 72 maybe you're being get two to three seasons out of him if you're being generous and then you got to do the whole coaching search all over again so if i were if i were an owner i would just i would just stay away from that me personally just for would accuracy you, would you throw drinks on people no i wouldn't do that <laughs> okay good drinks are too expensive now which i guess if i'm an owner it don't really matter to me just for but, accuracy uh accuracy he is 71 he'll be 72 in april so he'll get four years instead of three there you go yeah, he'll be 72 the next time he coaches a football game, if he decides to. Coach Mack? Yeah, I, 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 Alex and I disagree on this because there is no three-year plan, four-year plan, five-year plan. There is no plan. You win next year. You want to have the best coach you can have, whether it's one year, two years, three years. And if he comes and wins and leaves and you got to find somebody new, that's great. If he comes and loses, that's a whole other story. And he might lose. You might be right about that. But I, I like his track record. 
Kaz said he wants um, Don Shula's all-time wins record. How far is he back? I will look that up right now. Clip is a professional Googler. Also, Redbeard said it was Buddy Ryan who said there were no East Carolinas in the NFL. I I thought I remembered that. I didn't know the exact quote. (laughs) All right. Don Shula, 328 wins. Bill Belichick, 302. Ooh. So he's going to need four years. Some good years. Yeah. In there. Ten. You know, he could have three 10 win seasons would get him there but that's asking a lot you know and he's interviewing for the atlanta job correct yeah <laughs> it ain't even like the cupboard is stocked in atlanta you're gonna True. have to do a full overhaul of that place but well i mean they did just win what eight games seven games whatever and they weren't good and they had no quarterback they play in the panthers division exactly where you can win games we just saw an NFC South team win a playoff game last night. By the way, do any more NFC East teams play tonight? Because I would love to watch another one lose. This has been a great 48 hours for me. This has been <laughs> if the you, best. If you, if you can't have a winning team, at least you can pull against your opponent. This has been the best like postseason for Washington football fans since 1992. When Ernest Biner was hoisting a Super Bowl trophy. Wow. This has been fantastic. <laughs> I'll take this every year. There are a lot of sad Cowboy fans around for sure. Ah, man. It's Big Glenn in there. We got we have to talk, uh, you know, series streaming. We got, to, we got to do a little bit of that during the show. I stumbled on the worst streaming series I've ever seen, and I cannot stop watching it. What is it? Uh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> Gravesend. What's it on? It's a it's on Netflix and it's about the mafia, which it's really hard to mess up a mafia thing. Yeah. But not only does it have the worst acting I've ever seen in anything, it also has the worst music. I've watched nine episodes so far, and they've played two songs that I know that are decent. Not one other song have I even recognized in the thing. Even the the uh, the title song is just awful. It's it's basically we come from Brooklyn. We come from Brooklyn, baby. We come from Brooklyn. It's awful. And that's that sounds better than the show's song itself. I'm seeing 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, coach. 53% they're lying their tail off. So why are, but you can't stop watching it? No, I I've got to see it through. I've got to see cuz it only went two seasons. It went one season of four episodes and then one of like 10 and I can't I I've got to get to the end of it to see how it finishes. So why how'd you land on this show? Uh, because it was the mafia and and it, yeah. it was late at night and I turned it on. Okay. Did you watch uh, True Detective over uh, the weekend? I have not, but uh, but it's it's on the to do list for yeah. sure. It's uh, I, I'm hearing good things. It's got me intrigued. I'm looking forward to seeing what where it goes from here. So, uh, all right, a little TV talk. Maybe we'll get back to that before the uh, <laughs> the end of the show. Um, Mike P says, "Does Coach Mac like Biggie? Seems like a remix Biggie song for that theme song." Um, Coach Mac, where do you stand on uh, rap music? Um, I, I don't. <laughs> you sit. Don't it at all. What do you? Uh, what are your musical interests? I have. I have a former player who was Biggie's uh, bodyguard. No, no, no. Yeah, one hundred percent. Wait, yeah. I thought it was Tupac. 
No, no, he was there when Tupac got killed. But because <laughs> you told me about this, because he was Biggie's, he was Biggie's uh, bodyguard, a former player at where Chattanooga, at Chattanooga, yeah. who wrote a book. Yes. All right. Do you want to plug it or no? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe we shouldn't talk about that. Uh, so that is Coach Mac's relationship to rap music. He's uh, he's actually pretty close to it. Actually, closer so, than I need to be um we you listen to talk radio a lot right a lot yeah um if you are to put on a tune what would you put on oh uh, you know oh, 60s 70s and country all right fair enough um all right we talked belichick How, did you watch any playoff games this weekend i tried to but they were all blowouts bad game and the and the one that wasn't a blowout i had a conflict that i had to watch something else at that time uh that was rams lines that sunday right. night and yep. that was a great game and hopefully these games are going to be good this week but they are not sexy matchups at all alex do you agree with me so you've got texans ravens and the ravens are nine point favorites You've got Niners Packers and the Niners are nine and a half point favorites. But those are Saturday's games. Could be slaughters. I'm not looking yeah, forward to be. either one of them. I think I the probably... Texans have a shot. I think the Packers uh, the don't have a shot. I'm not gonna lie, I probably will not be viewing either of those. If Keaton Mitchell had not exploded his knee, unfortunately, I would be watching the Ravens and I would be pulling for Keaton to get five hundred yards and five touchdowns, but yeah, I'm All with right. you. I don't think it's going to be a good matchup. So we're this is like a 4.30 to midnight window. What are you going to be doing instead of watching these games? Like what? I mean... It's a little personal. Hey, it kind of is, but I want to know what a football player does instead of watch playoff football. Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> All right. Well, Let's let play, me know when you know. Play Fortnite, probably. Kids these or days. Rocket League. Rocket League is fun. Rocket League is very fun. I got into that over uh, COVID, I think. It was really fun. All right. Uh, Sunday, Bucks at Lions. Not excited at all for that one. And I'll I'll jump on board for Chiefs Bills. You watch where, is that, where is that? Finally, it is in Buffalo. Yeah. It's been in Kansas City all the... Uh, yeah, that would be fun. That one is 6.30 Sunday on CBS. So that is your uh, NFL schedule. For the weekend, saw so, uh, ECU men's basketball tweeted out. It's time to paint it black. Wednesday night at Menchie's Coliseum with a graphic of the players wearing white uniforms. That's interesting. Uh, but intern Zach will be front and center. Menchie's maniacs uh, getting it loud. Pirates need to bounce back. Playing North Texas, coach. Are you aware of North Texas basketball? mean green uh i've done many games in denton texas they won the nit last year and uh mac mccausland was the coach and he's moved on to texas tech who's better at coaching mac mccarthy or mac mccausland uh today mac mccausland because clearly i'm out of control here (laughs) can't coach you guys at all pirates uh and north texas coming up seven o'clock Minji's coliseum on wednesday night we'll get you ready for that one coming up tomorrow uh chan is here what's up chan what's up fellas what's up fellas what's up, fellas how you doing I'm good man how about you hey coach mac how you doing chan you didn't let chan. me answer and you didn't let coach mac answer i'm doing okay 
I'm the worst for that. I know. It's yeah. like you don't even really care. I do, but I'm just too quick. Do you? Uh, how do you greet someone, Coach Mack? Do you say, how you doing? What's up? What's up? Yeah, pretty much. What's up? I'm a big, how are we doing? How are we doing? Good. Hope you are. <laughs> <laughs> but we really don't care when we ask somebody how they're doing. It's just a a phrase we say because we're comfortable with it. I actually do care. You do not. I do. Genuinely. Like yeah. if I said, I'm doing awful. I'm doing What awful. would be your response to that? What's up? <laughs> and round and round we go i think it's more of a common courtesy nowadays as as opposed to someone being genuinely interested on how you feel sure you know and this is the only place, the reason i said it the way i said it to uh Chandler, uh is that this is the first place i've ever been where you, when someone says how you doing the answer is i'm good hope you are mm-hmm that's that's a standard Eastern Carolina response, which okay. I, I like that. Okay. I like that. All right. What were you hearing before Eastern North Carolina? Usually just fine, but but you know I'm fine. Hope you are is a, is a great response. Even better. I had a, I talked about this on the show a while back, and we've got uh, young Delaney here. Delaney, if I were to say thank you, what would you respond back? I'm a, uh, thank you, Delaney. <laughs> okay um i hear a lot of the younger generation say no worries no problem i hear no worries do you say no worries you say no worries don't you i no. i say the no problem no problem, no problem. Yeah. okay no problem is kind of older i think than no worries i, I mix in no problem with your welcome like yeah. i kind of alternate between the two i've and if you go to a certain restaurant that doesn't advertise with us, but if you say thank you, they say my pleasure. They don't say it any other way. Correct. Which is a little odd. And when they don't say it, I, I, call them out. I complain. Like I'm like, I call them out. Was that your pleasure? Well, I don't yeah. call them out, but I still, it, like, it makes me feel a little I uncomfortable. I say, say the thing. Say the thing. I like the, how about a, you got it? Oh. Like if, if I hold the door, somebody says thank you, you got it. Is that okay? That's, that's very a, dominant, I feel like. It's a you, you got it. That's a boss move? Very boss move. I don't I think so. I'm just... All right. Anyway, moving on. Don't sweat it. Uh, I think it's a snarky way of saying, yeah, you better say something back to me. I opened the door for you. Y'all are reading a lot into this. Yes. Maybe I should... That's our job. Maybe I shouldn't say it anymore then. Maybe I'll just go with your welcome. I mean, don't sweat it is not a good one because you're telling someone what to do. <laughs> don't sweat it. Don't tell me what to do. Mike P says sometimes I say sure thing. I've heard that before. I I just kind of lump it in with like no problem or fair enough. Chandler, we'll get to you and what we need to talk about when Molly's here. Or maybe by oh, maybe course. at the end of this hour. Just so Coach Mack can pile on if he if he feels the need to. Um I want to hear some of your questions, Coach. Well, you know, they're not uh, earth-shattering, and they are very random. They go, they cover a multitude of subjects. But uh, we can start out with De- your your opinion. Was DeBoer a good hire for Alabama? <laughs> it was an interesting hire because it was outside the family, and he has no ties to the SEC or any anybody down there. Ty? Dang. Ty? Ty? They hadn't really... 
hired in the family. Saban was in the family. True. And that turned out better than anything they've ever done. Yeah. But he's been there so long that, I mean, and now looking back at some of their hires, Mike Price, I guess. So Alabama's kind of always gone outside the box. No, they went They went Ray Perkins, who was inside the family. He was an Alabama player. Sorry, I, I was not alive for that. Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, you, I guess I you were. I probably was. I guess you were. Uh, but they also... Uh, Gene Stallings is Gene the first Stallings coach I remember at Alabama. In, he was sort of in the family, um, you know, because of the Texas A&M connection and Bear Bryant connection and all that kind of thing. But, Sounds like uh, the mafia. Uh, but, yeah, the Mike Price, uh, Francione, Mike Shula, none of them were, were in the family. And, and Saban wasn't in the family. And there's been a big power struggle. And it's going to be really interesting to see if uh, the, the new AD. Mal Moore had to stand in front of all the boosters and protect. Saban and let him get going and do everything his way. It'll be interesting to see if uh, Byrne, the AD, will do the same thing for Kalen DeBoer. Was DeBoer their first choice? DeBoer, I think, was the only choice. So all the... uh, I think everything else was smoke. Even Dan Lanning, even... Lanning had a video ready to go saying he wasn't interested before the job opened. I used to do that in high school. I tell girls that I wasn't going to date them when they didn't want to date me anyway. But just to go ahead and get it out there. We're going to call that a clip from now on. (laughs) Clip move. We did go down the Nick Saban coaching tree, and there was only like two or three coaches on that list. And Dan Lanning was one of them. Kalen DeBoer was not even on that list because he's not in the family. He was the only one that made any sense because Lanning was— The only one that made sense. Lanning was was never coming because— Why not? Because Phil Knight money. He uh, he has more than anything. Can I ask a question real quick? If they weren't going to the Big Ten and the Pac-12 was still a thing, would he go to Alabama? That's uh, that's a decent question. Hey, that's the biggest compliment you've ever given me. Appreciate that. That's one more than you've given me. So (laughs) whatever you got going on over there. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you know, obviously Kirby Smart wasn't going. Norvell was. Norvell was never going to be acceptable. Sarkeesian was never leaving Texas. I agree. Um, The guy at uh, the Alabama grad, who's the coach of the Texans, wasn't going to leave the NFL. Did Uh, we say Dabo? Dabo. Dabo was serious about NIL. You couldn't. No, you could not. You could not hire Dabo with with his with his relationship with NIL and the portal. More the portal even more than NIL. You could not hire Dabo Sweeney. That would have been a revolt so the only college coach you could hire that with with any cred would be DeBoer name another one and I'll tell you why they couldn't hire him you can't hire uh, Kiffin because Saban Saban doesn't want he he fired him between the uh, semifinal game and the championship game Sarkeesian he mentioned him and it's the I told you Texas is a better job yeah and I, I mean, that's who I said on the list. I was like, Steve Sarkeesian could be that guy. And you immediately were like, why would he leave Texas? Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. We're going to leave Brian Kelly. He would make everybody mad the first day. Josh Heupel. Hadn't done enough. No, I mean, I agree. I, like, we've he gone was the down only, the He list was the here. only one. He okay. was the only choice. Has he done enough? Well, he's lost 12 games in like 16 years or something crazy like that. But uh, no, it's been at different levels, and you can you can make the case that he hasn't. But uh, he's he's the only one you could get that has cred. Do you know what's the um, 
what would you say coach mack is the approval rating from the alabama fan base of this hire oh i, th- I think pretty good i think yeah. i think north of 80 okay all right next question no oh, ask okay. the trainer <laughs> Mike Dicker reference. Uh, will Will Milrow be the quarterback at Alabama next year? Mm. He, <laughs> the way you ask it, you want me to say? I feel like I should say no. I don't care what you say, but I'm going to say it's your opinion. I'm going to say yes. I don't know. He has a great skill set, not the skill set that that right. uh, DeBoer coached this year. Yeah. Uh, completely different. And Rogers from Mississippi State had committed to Washington. He's already back in the portal. Does he come to Alabama? Was is he that good? He holds the all time passing record for the SEC. But again, I think a wise man, Mac McCarthy, said he played. He played the, in the Mike Leach offense. Yeah, he did. So there's a reason, but. Was he that good without Mike Leach this past year? Uh, he was not. Yeah. I, give me Milrow over Will Rogers. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Who replaces – this might be too easy. Who replaces Harbaugh at Michigan? Too easy, huh? Jawan Howard goes and coaches football. Jawan Howard. Did you see the Fab Five at, uh, I did. at, at the game yesterday for uh, Michigan? Yeah. First time they have been together in that building since they were all sophomores, I guess. Had wow. a big falling out, right? Yep. Um, uh, who's the obvious person? I, I'm, I don't know. Sharon Moore. Oh, just stay. Yeah, stay the now. offensive coordinator, the guy that took over when he was suspended. Yeah, the guy that coached six that, games. That cried after yeah. the, the cry game. Actually, he didn't coach six games because they split up the first three. But he coached the last three. Um, I feel like I don't know. I feel like if they did that, they would fall off. I've, I've just seen too many like stay. I, I guess I think about uh, Stewart at West Virginia when they gave him the job. Yeah. And they immediately just completely fell off. In-house hires. Including getting crushed here at Dottie Ficklin Stadium. Um, all right. Well, I guess he's the obvious guy. I don't have an answer of who they would get. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. I, you know, I'm, you know, especially now, uh, you know, DeBoer would have been the the choice because he had a little history with the, you know, that region and everything. What's the timeline, Coach, on jim harbaugh like when will we know do you think i don't know that's the thing about the nfl there's no recruiting deadline there's no transfer portal deadline uh they're gonna they're gonna get it right Uh, the chargers have already interviewed him others have expressed interest apparently Uh, we talked about this with jason nichols yesterday the college uh coaching carousel moves at warp speed the nfl that, uh, yeah, but it's waits. but it's all based on recruiting and and then maintaining yeah. your roster and everything else. The you know the Alabama hire was forty eight hours. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. But that ought to be a lesson to ads everywhere. You don't fire a coach or replace a coach. You've got to have someone in mind. That has to be priority number one. That I guarantee you, uh, Byrne knew exactly who he was going to get and how he was going to go about it. That's how you. That's how you replace somebody. Yeah. Well, I feel like we did that when we brought in Mike Houston. We certainly didn't do that the time before. Exactly. When we ended up with Scotty Montgomery. That might have been the reference I was talking about. So right. was the interview pr- process that quick for Washington? There's no interview process. 
they just went out and said, hey. This is who we need. This is what we want. They already know these people. Well, Jason was talking about the the only connection was the agent, right? Sexton. Sex, Jimmy yeah. Sexton. Yeah. yeah. Who is the kingmaker. Apparently dominates the world. Oh, he right got, he got, so many of his clients got raises this last week. It's unbelievable. Extensions and raises. Next question. <laughs> all right uh what, what's going to be the final record for ecu men's and women's basketball teams uh, one's nine and six one's nine and eight um i'm worried about the women's because Pick of the injuries i i didn't uh watch a single play of how they lost the other day but uh, losing by that much to Tulane is worrisome, and I just wonder if uh, the injuries catch up. So, first of all, I got to count how many games we got left. Can I do that real quick? Fourteen uh, for the uh, for the women. Fourteen. I think. Okay. Fourteen. Maybe it's the men. It's fourteen. I counted one of them. So I'm going to go six and eight, and they finish. 15 and 14. Okay. For the men's? 15 and 14? Probably. Uh, so they are currently 9 and 8. I don't know. I, I don't feel great about tomorrow night. Then they got two road games. And then we can sweep Temple. So that's 1 and 3. And beat South Florida. That's 2 and 3. I'm losing Charlotte. Uh, you need a number number yeah are we saying we got 14 left there'll be 29 so okay yeah i'm gonna say we well that would put us at 12 left yeah maybe they played in a multi-team event yeah they did so that's two more um yeah give me let's see if there's 14 left i'll say they go five and nine putting us at 14 and 17 wow interesting all right on everybody's mind how many days till baseball 30 something (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i mean i'm not really super down on basketball like smu is really good that was the best team we've played so far this year really i think FAU, South Florida, uh, South Carolina, Florida. I'll take SMU against them. Hmm. FAU is better, but they're not. They weren't playing very well at that point in time. Um. So yeah, I, I still think there's wins on the schedule. If it wasn't for gambling, would you follow the NFL? Yeah. Sean. Yes, but not. Not as maybe intently as i do but like before i gambled then i loved the nfl i love sundays you know before i even knew what gambling was but now there's fantasy there's that's gambling yeah yeah yeah. there's uh pick them there's the actual gambling so yeah i see what you're saying yeah but yeah i still would i think what what percentage of folks do you think would not be nfl fans if it wasn't for the gambling well diehard nfl fans there's still there's a ton of diehard nfl fans out there yeah now there are other sports um, nba and 
uh, baseball other than the Braves that I won't watch. Unless you've got money on it? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have much interest in. All right, we'll get back to your questions in a moment. All right. Good questions, Coach. I've got more good ones. We can talk about it later. Time to go to break. <laughs> That's a good producer right there. Man. Shout out to my Eagles fans out there. Fly, Eagles, fly. That was beautiful to watch last night. Beat down. Talk to Chandler about that coming up later on in the show. Beat down. Uh, Coach Mack, let's get to more of your thought-provoking questions. We've got more questions. Uh, two years. For the next two years, we have a 12-team playoff by contract. What will happen in 2026? Are we going to be happy with it, or are we going to go straight on to 16 or whatever? Um, I feel like I asked you this last week, but now you're asking me. I don't remember you asking me that, but uh, that's it's not necessarily I, a deal breaker here. I, I feel like somehow the little guy is going to get screwed, however they form it. I I hope they just stick with what it is. But I got a feeling I, I don't would they go down, coach? Would they go like to no. eight? No, no, no. You never you never go back. You don't think it's so? It's just like the number of games that you play. You know, they said, Well, this is too many games. Well, you know, what if everybody gives up a regular season game? No, that'll never happen. They're never gonna give away inventory. Television, okay, well, here's, television won't let them give away inventory. Well, here's what they'll do then. <laughs> they'll go with the champions of the four conferences. And then they'll just do the next best eight and take away the whole group of five thing. But stay with 12. Yeah. Chandler? In that case, they'll just probably stick with it because at that point, where they care about the little guy. So you're sort of agreeing with Clip? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not sticking with it. That's changing yeah. it. That's yeah. changing it. Do you, what is your answer to this? Do you have one? No, I I, I think it's going to be really interesting. I, I think it probably will stay at 12, but I think you're right. I, I don't see any reason why uh, why they would give any spots away that, yep. that could pay money. Plus, you know, what's to keep them from just going with the best 12 and saying, well, that's that's what basketball does, although it's not quite what basketball does because of the, because of the automatic qualifiers. Yeah, and I mean, those four teams that win the championship are going to be in that 12 anyway, so... It doesn't matter. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, four. Yeah, they probably will be. They probably will be. Although that you know, they, we saw we saw one that didn't. Like get unless it Louisville beat Florida State this year, yeah, would they still have been? They'd have been in the top twelve, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, right yes. on the edge. Yeah. yeah, they would have been. All right. They would have been. All right. Uh, men's basketball. Last week, uh, over multiple days, the, out of the top 10, eight of them lost. Oh, great. Uh, what does that mean for college basketball? What do you think of college basketball since that happened? Is it status quo? Is it the same old, same old? Are you not surprised? Um, no. I mean, we, we talked about this following last Tuesday. Remember last Wednesday when Ken Wallington was on, we ran down the slate of games. There were five top ten teams playing, and we said two are definitely going to lose, probably three, and it ended up being three. I think UConn beat Xavier, Carolina beat State. Those were the top ten teams that won. All the other ones, Tennessee um, and a couple others uh, lost Houston. Well, Nebraska beat Purdue the night before. Right. So... 
what is your question? Is this the way it's always been, or yeah. is this? I mean, do we? Yeah, and do we like it? I is, feel like it, is, it, it hadn't. No, it hadn't been. I feel like these are happening way more than when I was growing up watching college basketball. Yeah, I think so too, and uh, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. You know that uh, that there are more, there is more parity may or may not be the right word, but uh, but I guess that's the word we'll use. But uh, I'd rather. I, it, I think that I think it really means there are a bunch of good teams and no great teams. Sure, one hundred percent, and I think I'd rather it be just completely wide open than one two dominant teams you know and i and i I hate that uh that basketball fans seem like uh they react to a basketball loss kind of like they do to a football loss and they're not the same you know you lose two in in football you're you're out of the playoffs at least up to this point that's probably not true going forward either because of the 12 team playoff but uh basketball is such a different animal and uh i was listening to jay billis talk a little bit on a show earlier today and he was talking about you know he's kind of gone back and looked at the preseason polls and and then in the middle of the season it looks like they're completely wrong and then by the end of the season it looks like they're completely right again mm-hmm. um and he thinks that's that's some somewhat of a trend as people go through the 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 inevitable ups and downs of the season league play tough places to play injuries and that kind of thing but if teams get healthy then then they're there at the end and uh and a lot of folks feel like uh connecticut is in that same situation where they could go back to back assuming they get everybody back healthy and they don't have anybody that's out for the year but they have people that have missed a lot of games at least one top 10 team will lose tonight I'm a, and and three of them are on the road, so Tennessee will beat Florida at home. But Purdue is on upset watch. I don't think Indiana's that good, but it's at Indiana. What about Oklahoma State tonight at home against number three Kansas? Yeah, um, that's a potential. Kansas lost on the road to UCF, and then number nine Baylor at Kansas State. Kansas State is a favorite in that game. So I mean, you basically just look to see who's who's at home night to night. There's, there's a lot to that. I think all eight of those that lost last week, I think they were all on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next question. <laughs> Next, right, back to the back to the Harbaugh thing. Two things. But our, our guy Big Glenn uh, brought up an interesting thing. Do you think Harbaugh deserves to get what he's asking for in his contract? Where if he commits NCAA violations, they can't fire him. No, it seems crazy, doesn't it? Yes. But we do have a little precedent because Bill Self has that in his contract, but it was for violations committed prior to signing the contract. It's completely different. Uh, I said it was somewhat of a precedent, right? Yeah. Now, are you saying prior to his first contract with Kansas? No. Oh yeah, no the the most recent uh, the most recent extent. Oh, so self saying like yesterday I committed a violation, but I'm signing right. a new deal. That's right. Oh, well, that's just being smart. <laughs> Which I guess is the same exact thing Harbaugh's doing. Well, Harbaugh's could happen in the future. Self's had to happen in the past. Oh, Harbaugh's saying I can sign this, and tomorrow I can commit an infraction. All right, a follow up on that: Is Michigan going to go on probation for what they did this year? The two things that they did: the recruiting violations first, and, and the Connor Stallion situation. My first answer is: Who cares? Probation means nothing; it doesn't matter. Uh, my second answer will be: Yeah, some will come of it. So yeah, they'll get a slap on the old wrist. All right. 
kind of like questions? here. Just you know, just to find if you say the bad word on radio. What are you looking at me for? What should happen? <laughs> what should happen for a guy that talks uh, for like three straight days about it? Like this is going to be an easy game, easy winner. I think you should suspend them. and they lose. Timeout. What should happen to a that? Timeout. A timeout. A yes. timeout. I completely agree. Well, we're going to send him home on vacation? No. Now, I don't know who you're talking about, but he's a complete oh, no. idiot. Oh, no. He is he an can't, idiot. He can't be on the air. He <laughs> cannot be on the air. Well, I disagree with that because we have to have him on the air. Next segment, <laughs> when Mully's here. Coach Mack, enjoy it, man. We'll uh, talk to you next week. We will be here again. You've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.